Hello, this is Magenta Giraffes with me, Simona Roy, recording this on, what is it, July 24th, 2022. Hello, everyone. I'm still figuring out this new mic and figuring out how close I have to get. See, I'm getting closer. Maybe that's too close. So I'm going to just try to be hunched over and see if this works the best. I hope everybody's been good, having good weeks. Um, I've had a couple of crappy weeks. I think that ever since my dad went to the hospital, I've been just on high alert and being on high alert all the time is tough. You know, I I don't measure my cortisol levels regularly, but I'm sure they're high. So I've just been stressed and it hasn't been easy. And I think that, you know, a lot of times I think the hardest part for me is that I do have really good friends, but I'm not a person who relies on others too much. You know, I, I did rely on my parents a lot growing up. And, you know, if my mom was still around now, I wouldn't rely on them much either because they're older and they can't do all of the things that they used to do. So I don't have that. And, you know, yeah, I do talk to friends regularly, but then there are a lot of friends of mine who just aren't reliable in the way that I sometimes need them to be. So I think that the last week I've just been feeling very alone and that I will, I can only really count on myself and, and, you know, sometimes that makes me feel strong and sometimes that makes me feel sad. And I think right now I'm just feeling the sad part of it. And, you know, I just also, I, I don't know when I'm going to have a a person that I can really rely on. And when I think about that, I think about like a partner and my experience of partnership has been terrible. Like my last boyfriend, it was just a really, really tough relationship. And he was uh, the most unreliable person I've ever met in my life. So, you know, makes it hard to believe that there, there could be somebody out there who I could count on. So I've just been kind of in that space, that low space. And then, you know, work has been okay, but I'm still new. It's I'm still learning. So there's a level of stress there. And I'm still in the muck of uh, change. And it can feel isolating. And I'm also preparing to audition for some shows in the city, some musical theater shows. And, you know, it's bringing up a lot of self-doubt, you know. And, um, you know, I've learned, and this is a lesson that I've learned a lot in my life, and I forgot. You know, there's you have to keep learning the same lessons, I think, in order for it to really get through it so that you don't forget. Um when you're unsure about something that you're doing and you just really need to know who to reach out to so that you get the response that you need. Right now, I'm in a vulnerable place. I don't trust my talent. I don't think I'm talented. I feel very low. I don't think I have a shot at getting cast in any of these shows. And I didn't reach out to the right people, you know, and um, they just were not giving me the type of support that I needed. They weren't buoys that, you know, and sometimes, a lot of times, 
I'm going to say the word artist, but fill in whatever you want. But sometimes like artists need external validation. In fact, artists always need external validation. Uh, It might not always be the motivation for doing whatever they're doing, but they always need that external validation um, because it's meant to be shared. And so I didn't get that from a couple of friends, you know, and letting them know that I was auditioning. And it was a real bummer. And I didn't expect it. I just needed somebody to be like, hey, you're as talented as anyone else auditioning and you just do your best and you're, you know, better than everybody. (laughs) Whether it's true or not, that's like something I need to hear. And also with casting, it's not always, it's not merit-based. And I have seen that in my life so many times, you know, it's, like anything else, it's who you know, it's politics, it's a vision of the director and the musical director, and it's a lot of things. So you could go in there and like sing your heart out and sing the best and you might not get cast because it's not their vision. So I know that if I don't get cast in anything, it's not necessarily a reflection of what I can bring. It's just maybe I just don't fit into their vision. And I'm saying this to, you know, soothe myself for future failure. (laughs) I mean, you can see that. But it's something that I have to remind myself. And it's like, I don't know. I've been rejected so many times in my life, especially with, you know, auditions. Of course, I've been rejected romantically. as I'm like, I'm not a stranger to rejection on any level. But I have to tell you, I think I've just realized that rejection doesn't get easier. (laughs) You know, I I say that to like, I've said in the past, like, oh, I'm going to audition. If I get rejected, it'll be fine. I've been rejected a billion times. It, uh, It doesn't get easier. It still hurts. You're still like wanting it. I mean, yeah, there are plenty of things that you, I guess, people audition for that they don't want. But I want this. I'm saying it. I'm saying it publicly for my one listener my cousin who I love. (laughs) And um, I want it. And I don't know if I'll get it. Time will tell. We'll see. But you know, you just have to be careful. Like when you know you're in a vulnerable situation, you really have to be careful who you reach out to. Because it could put you in a more vulnerable situation. And you know, I, I still love my friends who I didn't get the right support from because they're going through whatever they're going through and they're in a space of whatever space they're in. So it's, you know, it's reflective of that as well. Um, so something to consider. My little life lesson to you. And uh, I wanted to mention that I didn't mention this last week because I think I was just so overwrought. You know, I just want it to get easier. <laughs> like it's just not getting easier. Um But I forgot to mention that my mom sent me this like beautiful sign of a deer. I had posted it on social media and I was working um, at, you know, at home and at the dining table where I work and I look out to our deck and this deer is just like living the life outside in our backyard, just, you know, chewing some leaves. It's looking at me and I'm looking back at it. And I, I don't think I've ever seen like a deer that close up. I don't try to go near deer, you know, Lyme disease. Uh, it's thing. I'm not, 
I'm not about to get Lyme disease on top of everything else. But um, so I saw it and then it kind of moseyed to the side of our house. So I went out the front entrance and then, you know, it was it saw me and it was like peeking behind a, a bush and looking at me. And let me tell you, I've never seen a deer look so much like a giraffe. It was uncanny. Um, and that was the week of, you know, my dad going to the emergency room. So I think that she was, I, I mean, I can't help but believe that that was her. Like deer are supposedly a, a, a very common symbol that people who have gone on the other side send to loved ones. I think that they're just so prevalent <laughs> everywhere. It's a, I think it's an easy sign to send. Um, but this was just so like up close and personal. And it looked like a giraffe. It looked like a fucking giraffe. So I think that was mom saying like, everything's going to be okay. But like, it's it's hard as somebody living to think that everything's going to be okay, because I'm still always waiting for the other shoe to drop. And I get it that worrying about it is not gonna it's not gonna, you know, stop it from dropping. But to me, I think the reason why I worry and I have anxiety and I think about these things is a level of preparedness. You know, if I'm just going around thinking that everything's okay and everything's wonderful, I don't feel like I would be mentally prepared if something were to happen. So I have to think about these things and I have to think about worst case scenarios and I have to think about like how I would survive, what I would do, you know, um, if God forbid my dad passes away like anytime soon. I think, you know, what would I do if he passed away anytime soon? I don't know how I would continue to live. I mean, I think that if I were to try to not to live, uh, both of my parents would be very disappointed in me. And it's not like, it's not a way that I want to go. But that is that is the thought that comes to mind when I think about that tragedy. And, and then I think about, I would quit my job <laughs> and I'd move somewhere else. I would. And I, I don't know how much money I would have in this scenario because I don't know how, like I'd have to sell this house and, um, all of that. And I mean, I have student loan debt and my dad has some debt as well. I guess I would have to take care of that. I don't know how much I would have left over, but I think that, um, I think I would have an Under the Tuscan Sun moment, which is one of my favorite movies. And if you haven't watched it, it's just, it's just great. It's like the best of Diane Lane, who I love very much. Um, highly recommend it. I mean, it's, you know, it's an old movie at this point, but I love it. And so I think that I would, I would make some drastic changes in my life because I wouldn't be tethered to anything. And I don't know. I don't know what that would – I mean, I'd probably just fall apart somewhere else. But I sometimes have to go through <sighs> the ideas and the scenarios in order to cope. So I don't know. I don't know if that makes sense. And I don't know if anybody can relate. But that is – um that is what I think. I would just vanish. I would like to vanish 
from the the world if something horrible like that happened it just whew, that's me vanishing <laughs> so a little sound effect for me vanishing uh i just came up with that right on the spot so it was improvised so it was really good um you know i it happened i found out after i recorded last week the most magical news that jlo finally got married her and ben you know it's ben this time and um no fewer than three people messaged me to tell me the news, which is wonderful. I was so happy that three people were like, she got married. And my fel- my friend Mel broke the news to me. And I was like, oh, my God, I like I haven't been on social media today. And I was recording and stuff. So I, I didn't know. And she's like, I needed to tell you that they got married. They got married in Vegas, blah, blah, blah. Um. And I am, I am so happy. It's just such a funny phenomenon to be so happy for somebody you absolutely do not know. And it's a nice feeling, right? It's a nice feeling as humans to be just genuinely happy for somebody and not jealous or envious or anything else, you know. Um, I, I don't think I would want the life of Jennifer Lopez. That's a level of fame that is all-encompassing and pervasive. And I don't think that my personality would lend itself to that. Um, But she does it well, and maybe she thrives on it. And so, no, I'm not envious of her life for the most part. I mean, yes, like the amount of money, the luxuries, whatever, must be nice. But uh, yeah, I I just think of her fondly. She's just a celebrity that I really like. And I just would love J-Lo to be happy. And it seems like she really loves love. And for somebody who loves love that much, they just, they deserve it, right? And I think that it's, you know, at 50 years old, did she finally, like, get to be with the love of her life? I think so. So it gives me hope that I I could still manage to muster it and do the math. Oh, just 12 years <laughs> I thought I had like 20 years left before I was 50. Uh, nah, I got 12 years. Uh, so oof. that really put it in perspective. I really thought that I like in my head, I was like, oh, that gives me hope. I've got at least like, I really thought it was like at least 20 years that I could find the love of my life and, you know, still have a grand old life because basically she's, you know, 50 and she's finally with hopefully a person that is a good partner for her in all aspects. And it gives me hope, you know. Um and I I mean I don't want it to happen at 50. I'd like to have have to I'd like to have it happen earlier, obviously. But Wow, I just like did not realize that I'm not that far from 50. It's not that much time. <sighs> well, that's a real bummer. But very happy for JLo and Ben, I guess. No, I'm happy for Ben. If he if she makes him a better person, great. You know, uh, I feel like he's got a lot of proven to do to me. <laughs> um, but no, very happy for the couple. I hope. This is what, you know, brings them happiness and it's the universe works in very mysterious ways. Um, so 
uh, mazel to the 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 married couple. Ooh, I did not mean to bang that. Um, you know, I, I don't really have much more. I think uh, <sighs> the heat is rough, and you know, I I know that our our European counterparts are going through it. They don't even have air conditioning in most places. Like, okay, in our house, we don't have air conditioning. We don't have central air. We have air conditioning in our bedrooms. And my dad only recently got air conditioning like three days ago in his bedroom. So we have been suffering. But, you know, I feel like the UK, you know, has had the highest temperatures and they've been suffering and I feel bad and it's like, I don't understand why everybody talks about summer like it's great. Summer's the worst. Let's let's go to fall as soon as we can. Uh, I don't know why I brought the weather up, but it's just, you know, it adds to the, I'm going to make up a word here, the dismality, you know, the dismalness. I think it's the dismalness. That's the proper noun. The dismalness of just life these days, uh, being hot and not having a reprieve from the heat is like closest to hell on earth, you know? So hopefully this heat wave leaves all of us soon and we can feel a nice chill in the air, some breeze, some dead leaves. This is what I want. So on that note, thanks for listening. And I'll just say bye.